As of this recording on June 6th, global cases of COVID-19 exceed 7 million, with over 2 million cases in the United States alone. The first wave of the pandemic triggered the acceleration of digital transformation, creating a playground of opportunity for cloud IT platforms. I'm your host, Penny Conway, and on today's episode of Connection Tech Experience, I'm joined by Oren Wentworth and John Furman to talk about what forces are shaping communication and APIs in the new modern enterprise and how you can navigate them within your own organization. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Having us, uh, John. You are a returning guest. We're excited to have you back. And Oren, you are what we would call our fresh meat on the podcast. And we're very excited to have you here today. Why don't we take a second, Oren, and start with you? Introduce yourself, what you do, who you're with, and what brings you to the podcast today. Yeah, sure. So thanks for having me. So my name's Oren Wentworth. I am the Senior Channel Manager here for 8x8 covering New England, and I cover the Connection account as a whole. Been with 8x8 for six years and another probably about 10 in UCAS as total. So I guess in theory, a one-trick pony, but you know this should be a fun podcast today, so I hope I can bring some knowledge to the table. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And John, for those who may have missed the first time with us, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and what you do for us here at Connection? Sure. So my name is John Furman, Alliance Manager for Cloud here at Connection. I predominantly support our portfolio of as-a-service solutions, uh, well represented by Orn and the 8x8 UCAS, CCAS offerings that they bring to the table. And so fortunate to be a part of a larger team of cloud specialists that help our account managers and ultimately their customers on their as-a-service journey. So really looking forward to the discussion. We're having a ton of success with 8x8 and the UCAS, CCAS story overall. And really excited to continue this dialogue and help some people learn from it. Awesome. So let the learning begin because both of you mentioned some acronyms in your intros. And it's always good for our audience to make sure that everyone knows what all these acronyms mean. So UCAS and CCAS was what you mentioned. So let's start with UCAS, if you wouldn't mind defining it for us. Sure. So from a connection standpoint, UCAS, the simplest way I describe it, although doing it a disservice in this fashion, is a cloud-based phone system. UCAS stands for Unified Communications as a Service. It's technically speaking, it's a delivery model in which the private branch exchange or the PBX and collaboration applications and services are outsourced to a third-party provider platform like 8x8 and delivered over an IP network, typically the public internet or over the top. It's really been driven by a growing desire to eliminate on-site hardware that can require maintenance contracts, ongoing management costs, as well as a greater need for redundancy to mitigate costly outages, really just enabling a uniform communication and collaboration experience across the enterprise. Excellent. And what was the other one you used? Was it, did I have that right? CCAS? Yeah. CCAS contact center as a service. Oh, okay. Um, think of call centers, uh, customer support type environments. I always like it to calling my, my cable provider, you know, press one for 
customer support, two for technical, three for billing, where I'm otherwise just screaming, speak to a representative. <laughs> uh, and finally, I get there after doing that over and over again. But contact center as a service, certainly love Orrin's take on this, has evolved, I think, quite a bit over the years now to be extremely intelligent, extremely intuitive, and all a part of driving that positive customer experience through really cool tech at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. You know what? That's ringing a familiar bell, John, because I think the first time we talked about that and I didn't know its name yet, but we were talking about my own experiences with my cable provider. It might come in handy when I call very irritated. <laughs> I can sense the irritation in my voice and, and route me appropriately. But, you know, you bring up an interesting point. I'd love to hear, Oren, your sort of take on this. One thing I was reading recently, oh, you know, when we look at uh, some of the forces that have changed uh, the, the modern enterprise, it's being very customer centric, very, you know, the organizations of yesteryears that were, you know, here's the product, I'm building the product I love. I'm building the product, the solution that I love has kind of flipped to, I need to create something that my customers want and something that my customers enjoy interacting with and that they need. So, you know, what were some of the driving forces around, you know, the CCAS space and, and what are you seeing out there from organizations you work with today? Yeah, sure. And, and, and CCAS is one of those things, you know, I, I think it gets call centers kind of carry this negative connotation, right? Of you see in the movies and you see a warehouse full of cubes and people just making a million phone calls and go home miserable. And and look, that is certainly a reality to some degree, but call centers have very much evolved to, again, the experience with the cable company, you know, you go to, my wife likes to use like all these Pinterest companies and things like that. When you go on there and you get a chat interaction right out of the gate, right? So you can get the chat interaction says, hi, how can I help you today? What are you looking for? Oh, I'm just looking to check on the shipping of my number or my order number, I plug in that shipping number, I get an automated response back in 30 seconds. Oh, okay, cool. It's on its way, right? It's a much more efficient way of interacting. And when you think about it, it's all about the customer experience and they're going to do business with companies that they like to do business with, right? And for example, albeit there's not a whole lot of options out there for some you know, people that live in single areas, like for example, where I live, Comcast is the only option for cable, mm. right? But you're seeing like the Netflixes and the Hulus and all these other kind of companies coming over the top and saying, well, look, we can offer a better experience. We can do it cheaper and we can do it quicker, right? And all of a sudden that's customer experience, right? And that's sort of as right. a whole. And that's where the contact center really kind of comes into play. And I, I, I tell this story a lot, but um, I got a new car about a year ago and, you know, you talk about sort of essential versus non-essential services and XM radio, by no means, I don't think anybody would deem as an essential service, right? So when I got the new car, I got my little code or whatever. And I was like, if I can swap this over, you know, in under 30 seconds or under two minutes, then I'll continue my subscription. Otherwise, if they make me call in, this is going to be a huge pain. Cancel. I don't need it. I'll just use Spotify, whatever. Yep. First thing I do, log into the website, enter your chat, enter your number. What are you looking to do? I'm looking to add this to X VIN number on this account. Okay, here's your terms. Boom. The transaction took under 30 seconds. Wow. And I renewed my contract for six months. So that kind of experience, when you're talking about these companies that are just trying to innovate and do different things, I think that's what context center really means rather than just, again, like you see in the movies. Right, right. No, and as a consumer, I very much feel the same way. In my own experience this morning, I was logging on to, I've been 
paying off a student loan, which I thought I paid off, but you know, there's always like that, you know, there's this calculation, there's that calculation. And I'm on their site and I'm just trying to get a hold of somebody. I'm just trying to like figure out what's going on. And I, I call a number and it's a two hour wait because wait times are longer than ever. They don't have a chat that I can interact with. And at, at, you know, the end of it, I'm like, I I can't wait to be free of this business. One, so I don't have to pay it anymore. But two, it's not customer friendly. I feel like I have to, you know, schedule a block of time on my calendar in order to actually continue to do business. And so uh, as a consumer, the quicker we can get sort of those little things out of the way, the more I'm assuming apt we are to continue business with those, like I'll never go get a mortgage at that bank because they've been such a, a, pain in the butt, for lack of a better term, to work with during, you know, this process. So do you think, you know, looking at at the future, what communication can be happening in, you know, that space? And how do you think customer or organizations are sort of drawing a line on here's what we can give our consumers to have easy business can, you know, renew their subscriptions and do easy things like that? And how are they sort of navigating what to do in that space and what really does require an actual person and how they sort of segment those needs? Is there any sort of, you know, indicators that you're seeing in the industry or any sort of personal opinions around how a company kind of looks at what they need people for and what they can use systems for? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about doing more with less, right? I think that's really what this boils down to. And it's all about more efficiency within the contact center, right? There's different tools like workforce management and stuff like that that are kind of taking that to the next level. But, you know, when you think about it in our in our system, in the 8x8 system, for example, I think it is you can take up to 10 chats at once, but you can only take one phone call, huh. right? So if you can get these people interacting chats and there's FAQs and things like that where, you know, if you look at the retail space, for example, right? Your J Crews, your Gaps, whatever, they're all getting crushed right now. Right. And you know, are they going to employ someone, you know, at whatever rate to sit in the call center and answer the phone all day? Or are they going to have, you know, what we're seeing more and more in the context center space, and this is maybe getting me way ahead of the curve, but is like those type of bot interactions. So what that really means is, hey, I need to return this shirt. It didn't fit. There's a whole sort of AI system built in there that's going to be able to handle that interaction. You don't actually need a person to even do that. Right. So they could just say, okay, cool. What's your address? Here's your return label ship it out. We'll send you an update once it hits your account. So, you know, it's all about doing more with less. It's all about being more on the customer side where traditionally the context center was all about internal. It was, how do we field all these calls? It was, how do we take care of the reps? How do we, you know, let's put up our big contest boards and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It's completely almost reversed in the sense that it's all about what is the external experience coming inward, especially in what's sort of birthed that a lot is the sense of Yelp, right? Yelp, Glassdoor, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like people go and read those things. And if they read bad customer service, it's like, eh, I'll just go to the next one, right. right? Like it's even for simple things like, you know, to put it in a macro level or a micro level, you know, you're like going to get your house painted, right? And you look around and you say, okay, who has the best, you know, this guy was super responsive or you see, you know, one, one star review, this guy wasn't responsive. He never got back to me. The quote never came through. That applies across the board. So a lot of this stuff has been very customer driven on from a bunch of different levels. But, you know, I think with AI, machine learning, as Orrin mentioned, bots, just all these different ways to interact efficiently with customers, with consumers, there's a ton of value to be realized there. But on the backside of this, traditionally speaking, there are 
folks within IT that have traditionally had to support all of the underlying technology to deliver something like that. Right. Now, AI, machine learning, speech analytics, you know, uh, the ability to recognize the tone of, you know, the person calling in, that stuff hasn't been around forever. And I would otherwise state is, is really just starting to become a big part of, you know, this CCAS wave. That said, you still had to have the PBX. You still had to have, you know, the internet connections and managing that experience. You still had to have uh, the IT staff ensuring that everything's hooked up and configured the right way across the enterprise. That's a pretty daunting task. And, I think the level of talent out there, not to be taken the wrong way, in and around telecom and telephony specifically only continues to shrink. Right. So everybody wants the great stuff that, you know, Orn and and 8x8 can deliver and and hopefully some of the things that we're discussing here today. But the ability to deliver and maintain that technology in a traditional premise-based deployment is only going to become more and more challenging, right? So subscribing to a platform or service, so long as you got a stable internet connection in theory makes all of these things possible. So there, you know, is a ton of benefit from a customer experience stance, which I think we're focusing on, as well as for an organization's focus to remain on the customer, not on the technology that allows them to communicate with the customer. Right. Right. If that's coming across well. No, absolutely. And I, you know, one, when we talk about things that are sort of changing, you know, the enterprise space and how we work and and solutions that IT is bringing in, I don't think we can ignore that. And I think you're sort of alluding to it. The skill set of IT professionals now is very different than the skill set of IT professionals 15, 20, 25 years ago, where all of that was, you know, if you couldn't do it out of the back office and have it be IT managed, then it wasn't done. We just didn't have the one, the technology to get us there. But now when we look at sort of the millennial workforce that's coming in, which is one of the largest, you know, work groups of generation in the workforce today, that's a generation that one, they have the expectation as a customer, like Oren was saying with uh, Sirius XM, that's their expectation as a customer that I can just chat with someone for 30 seconds and get something done. But on the flip side, that's going to be our new workforce in the IT space. And those are going to be our decision makers. And they, I think, have a, or I'm going to make an assumption here. And let me ask you if you guys see the same thing. Their mindset around a service-based sort of platform that can be externally managed and they're managing the relationship with someone like 8x8, that's where they see value and delivering IT solutions to their organization to empower their end users to have that customer experience. Is that sort of the shift that you're seeing is that this, not necessarily age, we won't be ageist or anything like that, but sort of the new wave of the IT decision maker is looking at more things that they can deploy virtually via the cloud that has them managing that relationship and the outcome of that service rather than the actual deployment of that service. Am I making sense? I might not be asking the question very clearly, but that's sort of where my mind goes. I'm more apt to get a service than to actually put all the components together and manage it myself. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity to just plug in to get towards the end result, I think, is where everything is headed and or people are quick to consider and or lean towards. We know what the end result is. We know what experience that we're trying to create. Do we need to build this? on our own and and maintain and manage this on our own? And or is there something out there that is available that we can take advantage of right now? And again, focus on 
supporting our customers, focus on supporting our employees versus how we communicate and how we support, right? right? There's a tremendous amount of benefit that can come from that. And I think, you know, the API economy, throwing up air quotes here, is definitely the state that we're in and where we are seeing people continue to shift towards. So the one catch is, I call it my lipstick on a pig analogy, is we could bring you the prettiest service in the world, the the most robust, the most complex, the most technologically advanced system like an 8x8 service, but if you don't have internet, it won't work. (laughs) So So very true. um, (laughs) And that's, ironically, that's a part of the argument is the idea of survivability. It's the idea of redundancy. If you only have one internet connection, and that internet connection goes down versus, you know, I'll say traditional analog. Mm-hmm. And not to show my age, right, but corded phone or uncorded phone. You know, is your phone plugged into the wall today? Do you even have a phone at home, right? It's, it's either internet-based or, again, that analog-type experience, which has redundancy built in. Right. You'd have you'd have to cut the wire right. <laughs> in order for, for that call to drop versus, you know, the Wi-Fi goes out. We'll just keep going because I actually, that was a very good opportunity for you to share that, you know, we lost Oren due to a lost internet. And that's obviously really the backbone about, of being able to offer some of these services. Do you think that, you know, that reason is one of the reasons why an organization doesn't look to adopt a full as a service solution because they don't have that backup? So we have dozens of conversations, hundreds, if not thousands of conversations a year in and around, hey, we're ready to go. We're ready to migrate to some sort of a UCAS or CCAS solution. We go through features and functionality with the clients. You know, what are your requirements? What is that that call flow? What is that experience you're trying to create? And then we help map that back to the right service, the right platform, like an 8 by 8 I think one of the things that's taken for granted in that process, and certainly those that have experienced it directly, call it out immediately, is, you know, how's the network? What is the strength of the network? Are there issues? What does internet connectivity look like at that single location? Or, you know, are you challenged at some of your remote facilities with only one type of circuit coming in and that circuit has limited bandwidth? So, you know, really taking a look at the internet connection is as important as the service that you land on and the strength of that network and the health of that network and the redundancy that you have in place is extremely important. And just to kind of fast forward, you're living in it. Now, how do you prioritize voice as an application over the public internet as an example? And or how do you gain better visibility into what's happening there? And, and a completely appropriate plug for 8x8 is a part of their, their suite of services is their virtual office. And a part of that is, I always joke around, I call it you know a knock in a box, if you will, <laughs> where it gives you visibility into the success or failure of certain calls. And it helps provide visibility into where that issue may be. Is it your ISP, you know, your internet connection, your carrier? Is it the service or platform itself? You know, where is that? root cause for, again, an IT staff to see that, be alerted of that, and when that happens. Orrin, I don't want to do it a disservice, but I know that's something that we talk about a lot when we're we're talking to customers about 8x8, is that visibility into the health of the call overall for the enterprise that they gain uh, with working with you guys. 
Yeah, it's key. I mean, I think that that's one of those things that kind of like goes unsaid, right? I mean, it, it's the sort of age old story of like, I, you know, why do I need to fix my phone system? It works, right? It has dial tone. Right. And we always talk about it internally that, you know, understand or in, in a sales process, it's like, look, this is the most visible sale that you're ever going to make or the most visible purchase that you're ever going to make, right? Every single person in the company is going to know when you switched out your phone system, right? And for the most part, people are going to like it. But, you know, the CEO or whoever, as soon as if there's a dropped call or there's packet loss or, you know, we're all dealing with it now at home where uh, my kids are downstairs watching Netflix and my call mm, kind of goes like that, right? <laughs> so uh, we're all dealing with those things right now. So as soon as that comes up, these IT and CIOs and so forth have, you know, have to make sure that they're putting in, you know, the plumbing has to be there for everything to flow right. Right. So, you know, it's, it's very, very important. But I think, you know, voice is one of those things that it's not, you know, the the coolest topic. It's not the most, you know, fun and flashy, but it just reliable dial tone is so important. It's arguably the most important, right? None of this stuff matters uh, if you can't produce a quality call. Right, right. As well. So the, you know, sort of this, I like that knock in a box. And if Fate by Eight hasn't branded that yet in a campaign, it's a great idea. Mm. So, you know, looking at the health of calls and being able to sort of see what's going well and what's not going well, is there is that sort of like an analytics dashboard that a customer has access to, or is it more of triggered, like triggered notifications when something maybe isn't executed? Well, what's that look like for a customer? It's the latter, right? So it's when a customer, there is an analytics dashboard that we provide. It provides what's called Moz scores. I don't want to get too into the weeds with this, but it's basically we guarantee the equivalent of HD television. Right. So we're guaranteeing HDTV where standard definition is say, let's say a cell phone call. Right. And we give you the ability to see and, and monitor calls. So for example, you know, the age old response was, okay, well, if, if you're having issues, like, you know, we hate to tell you everything looks good on our end. You got to go call Comcast. And again, this goes all the way back to our story at the beginning of enter your account number 15 times. And, you know, then you get some rep that's been there for two weeks and has no idea what to do and has to escalate and so forth. So, you know, we want to take as much onus as possible on the end-to-end -end quality. I think that's, you know, really important. And, and and we take that stuff very, very seriously. I think it's landed us in the Gardner Quadrant for a while. And, you know, again, one bad call ruins the whole thing. So, yeah, we want to give the customers and the people that are living in this stuff as much, you know, visibility into the tools as, as they possibly can. But all that dashboards and all those dashboards and stuff are provided by 8x8, by correct? Excellent. Would you guys say, you know, your professional opinion and, and sort of what you've seen through the, you know, COVID-19 and the pandemic is sort of, like we said, the accelerant for a lot of digital transformation activities. Have you seen customers be more interested in putting these solutions together in anticipation for, well, one, to satisfy the needs of today, but also give them more of that thought process of, I need to be able to continue business should something like this happen again. And maybe I got lucky in the first round of this and, you know, my, what I had in place made, we could make do with it. Are you seeing sort of a preparation for a potential next wave or whatever might be next in the future to kind of have this need for a virtual as a service solution for their communications. Is that top of mind now for organizations or are you still seeing that, you know, hesitation to sort of make that switch? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we're seeing it quite a bit. You know, I think there was this mad rush to 
kind of get things running quick. Obviously, when everything hit, we got a bunch of rush orders and things like that, and people were panicked. But to go back to your earlier question, I think it all kind of plays together. You know, I think a lot of these, the sort of modern CIO has, it's much more than, you know, like I have a relationship with Dell and and I'm just going to put all Dell stuff in and, and that's that's what it is, you know? It's a very, like, you talk to some of these CIOs and we go to some of these events and they're very transformative. They really want to like transform the whole organization. They want to have, you know, they want to talk about, you know, how do we optimize workflows? How do we talk, how do we get like every single level of the company optimized, right? It's not, it has nothing to do with, you know, just kind of buying and replacing and upgrading and break fix and so forth. It's very much a modern strategy and getting people, you look at these top guys and you can kind of see why, you know, they win these awards year after year and so and so forth. But I think I've always had this kind of grand vision of, or people do of the money workforce. When you just, when you come into the office, they give you a MacBook and that's it, right? Here's everything you need. You mm-hmm. don't need anything else. You don't need a phone. You don't even need a desk. You don't need, you know, go use your headphones. And that's all, those are all the tools that you need. So yeah, I think it's kind of twofold. Now, certainly it's stepped on the gas and thrown some fire on the, on the whole thing, but yeah, for sure. I think that this is going to be a, a, a hot button moving forward. And I think, you know, if you're not on board, it's it's not going to be good for job security if you're not making a move to have your company ready for business right. in, in the event of something like this happens. I think some of the things that we've seen with the organizations that we've been so fortunate to help either help make this transition before, you know, the current climate that we're unfortunately all living in and or quickly try and make a transition to get at least, you know, key departments or um, key employees on board, signed up, communicating, collaborating, you know, hearing stories of six months ago, I had 90 days to transition to teams. Mm. Two months ago, I had nine days. And, you know, the same story is true here. I I know with 8 by 8 we've had uh, some opportunities where we've gotten the 911 call. Uh, to say, hey, I know we've been talking about this for a little while. We need to do this now, or at least we need 20 people in in you know our finance department, or our HR department, or our sales department to be stood up, you know, snapping my fingers here within the next you know 48 hours, or we're going to be in trouble. And right. so, the opportunity to react quickly and and you know we're so fortunate that these sort of technologies are plug and play in in many ways. So they have been able to deliver on that. But I think coming out of this, whatever that new normal is, to the point that we're all making, if you haven't transitioned yet, they will be. (laughs) Uh, The the projections are are pretty incredible. I think the most recent one I heard was 80% of organizations will make this transition to UCAS or CCAS within the next 18 months uh, coming out of this. Great for 8 by 8 Um, uh, obviously (laughs) great, great, great for business, but I think it shows, you know, those that had to put a bandaid on in the current state providers like eight by eight partners, like eight by eight were there to help. And then coming out of this, establishing that new normal. Yes. This is not for nothing, a box we need to check. uh, So we don't run into this challenge again. Well, and I'm glad because when you look at what the new normal is going to be, you know, that vision of even the, the image you gave of these call centers, where people are picking up the phone for, you know, incoming needs and routing and trying to escalate and and learn and train. To me, I look at, it seems very simple to me. Granted, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a CIO and I, I'm not, you know, in every day making these decisions. But when I look at how we can adapt quickly or even do business faster, being able to have someone sit in their home with an internet connection and be able to handle 
you know, 10 chats and a phone call at the same time using an internet connection versus the desk phone that's sitting there collecting dust back in the office. It seems like a no brainer. You know, I wouldn't be able to justify why that wouldn't be a good decision for me to make given we have, and I, every commercial says it, and I know we're all so sick of hearing it, but in these uncertain times, it's better to plan for what could be and make sure that you have all of your organization up and running without, you know, disruption. And I think you would agree that the folks that set this stuff up before without any idea of what was coming really were probably feeling a sense of relief when they needed to shift to a remote, a remote situation because they had this sort of behind them already and their users trained and they were ready to go. I think those will be the real evangelists for solutions like eight by eights is this got us through and who knows what's going to happen next, but this will get you through whatever is coming next. Yeah, I think it's cool, too. It should probably be said, too, that, you know, the connection team does such a good job with, you know, deploying 8x8 and deploying a phone system is a complicated thing, right? It's not easy. It takes a lot of hands, takes a lot of expertise, and it can be intimidating, right? And I think that's why, you know, the connection team with all their reps and expertise and and technical resources and SEs and so forth, you know, the, the partnership is really a nice thing to have. And I think it adds that it really, really does put that sort of V in the bar type of scenario. So cloud services are, I think, are, are only going to be sold by, you know, organizations such as Connection moving forward rather than in a direct model. And we like to hear that, Oren. Thank you. So, well, maybe that was a <laughs> plug. No, that's a, an even better plug <laughs> from you. Uh, the <laughs> other thing I think about is, and John and I have chatted about this before, is, you know, another part of my world here at Connection is device as a service. And same thing, like we want you to open up that laptop and have absolutely everything you need just within the laptop. And we see sort of the UCAS, you know, use case and the need for it. And all of these things can come together again in that, you know, subscription model where everything I need is in, you know, a single subscription or monthly payment and it's all wrapped into this device and I'm able to take it anywhere with an internet connection and do my job and do my job well. So that's why we say uh, as a service is a little bit of a no brainer. We are, you know, in the unfortunate situation we're in, uh, those of us that are, have been a, you know, real advocates for the solution, I think are really finding the opportunity to talk about the solutions for the customer. And I think we have the customer's ear now more than ever, not in the best way, but in a way that we're able to really offer, you know, solutions to fit their needs. So you mentioned our great account management team. I'm assuming, Oren, that would really be anyone who's listening that kind of wants to maybe continue their journey on deploying UCAS services. That's a good place for them to start with their account manager to learn what 8x8 has, how it can be implemented into an environment. And I'm assuming potentially if a, a hybrid environment needs to exist, uh, they'd be able to help with that as well? Yeah, I was just going to say, that, absolutely. The account management team at Connection is is ready to take those calls. And I feel so fortunate to have cloud specialists, you know, sitting right there next to them, uh, physically or virtually in the current state, ready to support and have those conversations. I appreciate Oren's kind words earlier in that, you know, our cloud specialists, uh, UCAS is by far the, the number one 
conversation we're having by pure volume on a daily basis. They understand, you know, the value that Byte brings to the table. They understand all the other options that are out there in the world. And, and it's, it's an incredible decision that I think we've hit on that an organization is going to need to make. How are we going to communicate and collaborate going forward? What is going to be that standard? And there is so much noise out there. There are so many options that exist. And those options are going to continue to increase over time. It's our job. It's the job of our cloud specialists, supporting our account managers, supporting their clients to understand what are those options. Park those to the side. What do you need? You know, uh, what does your organization need to succeed? Uh, What do you need to integrate with? you know, with your communication and collaboration platforms and services, and then deliver back to them, you know, what what is best in breed, choose your appropriate buzzword as far as the solution is concerned. So ready, willing, eager uh, to have those calls, help customers make those decisions and, you know, genuinely look forward to those conversations because we know we're making a difference. Excellent. That sounds like a good place to close, John. So you said it best, reach out to your account manager. They have connections with our cloud specialist team and can really help right size the solution for you. You can also visit us at www.connection.com to learn more about 8x8 solution. And on whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please be sure to like, share and follow uh, so you get every episode as soon as it's released. And you can share this with all all of your coworkers and friends so they can learn as well. You can also email us at podcast@connection.com and share your thoughts on today's episode or share with us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. Oren and John, thank you so much for joining. Excellent conversation around the modern workplace and how we can use UCAS solutions in those spaces to really help businesses continue on with business and give better customer experiences. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thanks, Penny. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, guys.